Hey everyone, this is Marissa Carpico, the film editor at thepopbreak.com. I'm here with our TV editor, Matt Taylor. Say hello, Matt. Hey everyone. Um, and we're back again to talk about documentary feature um, nominees for the Oscars. Uh, we have sweated and worked to see all of these. Truly, right? people. <laughs> oh, guys, like, we deserve Purple Hearts um, for our efforts to watch these films. Um, and I am glad we watched them because I love documentaries. Um, and this is a very good crop. I One of them is like ruined my life. It was so good. Um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it. Um, so the nominees are Free Solo, Hale County This Morning This Evening, Minding the Gap, Of Fathers and Sons, and RBG, um, which is the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary. Um, let's just dive right in. Free Solo, um, an anxiety nightmare for you, correct? Oh, fully. I... <laughs> <laughs> went um by myself to see it and i was the only one in the theater which happens quite a bit actually and um i was like full-on panicking i have an intense fear of heights i cannot even do roller coasters like it's like i i truly get freaked out and watching it i actually this is shameful i only did this because i was the only one in the theater i took out my phone and googled and make sure he survived <laughs> Because I needed to know if I was going to watch that happen because I was terrified <laughs> watching it. <laughs> to explain why why you were worried about him surviving, it is a it is a National Geographic film about a free soul a climber basically who uh, doesn't climb with ropes. He just fucking goes for it, um, and he tries to. Well, he tries. He he climbs um, El Capitan in um, Yosemite, um, and it is like the sheerest rock wall in the world um and he's like it's my goal to climb this thing without ropes and no one's ever done it and um the film crew like puts puts climbs up with him with with real ropes and um and some some drones and and you're you're on that mountain face with him many times and it is fucking terrifying <laughs> like the people who see it in imax i wish i could have seen it in imax but that's hardcore shit you know i couldn't i would pass out like, <laughs> fully. <laughs> it has to fucking wheel you out put you your body in a wheelbarrow afterwards and just dump you in the trash and be dead. it is so terrifying and but it's a stunning movie i mean my god it is so good like <laughs> beautiful beautiful imager images great filmmaking beautifully edited has a great human element to because this guy like they basically connect this this guy's need to do this with like um like him being possibly on the spectrum and also just um driven by self-destructive tendencies realistically and his him actually achieving this goal is basically about him learning to not be an automaton who just like eats the same thing every day and lives in a truck, you know? Yeah, no, I was going to say he's a very forthcoming subject. So it's almost, I almost wonder if this is intentional or not, but it is so um, deeply and analytical about his life. I mean, and like his relationships yeah. and everything, he has a girlfriend and they explore their relationship to a point that is insane. I mean, they are so open about everything. And a part of me was like, sweetie, dump him. But the other part of me was like, was like, wow, like, I give him so much credit for um, putting himself so fully on the screen. It's really yeah. like, you know, I we will talk about this a little bit later with um, one of the snubs. And I have no interest in documentaries. Just kind of like, ah. like worship um, the subject, I think it's like, you know, probe deep into them. And I was kind of like, oh, like, what will this be like? And it is a thorough probe of his life. 
and it like, goes in. It yeah. it definitely is like half half sports documentary, half psychological deep dive into a guy who like clearly has some issues and needs to work through them. And th- it, truly, it's done in parallel to this climb of this. Like he gets the girlfriend during the filming, um, and then we sort of see the pa- trajectory of their relationship of her being like learning to climb and him being like, I guess I'll move into a house. <laughs> like, the, that part killed me. Cause I was, it's just like, I'm like, what a radical concept. Like, a, yeah. And then he a, like didn't understand the point of a fridge. It was wonderful. But, and then part of me was bitter because being a millennial, I'm like the, the potential for me to own a house is very, very slim. And then he's like, I guess I'll buy a house. And I'm like, are you fucking joking? Give me your house. Like, it's like, like I want a house. Truly, but, true, truly. But no, um, it's really wonderful. You should all watch it. And yeah, watch it at terrific. home, you know, and from the safety of the ground. As I should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's beautifully shot, though. I would I would be quite happy if it won, and it it has a good chance. I mean, I think all of these have a good chance. Yeah. Um, it's a t- but, it's a tough year. Yeah, it's a tough year because it, it's a great category. Um, and there's also like you you already talked about it. We're gonna talk about some things that didn't get nominated. It was a great year for documentaries. I was like a pig in shit. I was loving it. Um, the next one is Hale County This Morning, This Evening, um, which everybody can watch on PBS right now, actually, um, streaming. Um, and is... That's how I um, watched it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, I watched it live on PBS. Um, it is uh, basically like a visual poem about um, blackness in the South. Would you Would you say that sums it up? <laughs> Yeah, that's the honestly the best way. It's stunning, I thought. Like mm-hmm. it there is some really incredible filmmaking on this play. Excuse me. Um incredible filmmaking and like just it without ever getting into anybody's life too thoroughly. It you feel like you know this community so well by mm-hmm. the end of it and I truly loved it. And mm-hmm. um I almost give the academy credit for nominating it because it's the sort of thing that like is so out there that I it's sort of, I, I don't blame people for not gravitating towards it because it is so unique in its style. It, it is really mm-hmm. like a visual a visual poem, and I'm like, damn, Academy, like, <laughs> give you credit for not going with the basic choices. Yeah, well, it's very impressionistic, and the way I described it, which sounds like a read, but I don't mean it to um, sound that way, is that it is feels like a compilation of all the things you would typically cut out of a documentary in that it's just the like basic everyday life of this of Al- of these people in Alabama. And he doesn't even follow one group in particular. I mean there is one boy he follows a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but that's kind of near the end and for a very brief time. Um but it it feels like everything you cut out but by t- taking all that stuff that you would usually leave on the cutting room floor, he gives you this picture of what it's like to live in this moment and in that place with as this person in that like social economic socioeconomic climate um and it's quite lovely it's very thoughtful but i think like the only thing that would keep it from winning um is that even though the filmmaking is great and the editing is incredible that like it's not forcing a point on you and the fact that green book is nominated this year it tells me that the academy likes to have their for- their points forced upon them <laughs> that it, that is true that's a read yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a read <laughs> <laughs> um is there would you want to say anything else about it before we move on i don't want to shut that down because i know you like it a lot no um it's lovely i i think people should definitely 
definitely check it out. And it's so easy. It's like it's amazing that PBS offers it. Like I didn't even have to sign into my cable login. I was like, oh cool. Like PBS has just made this available. We stand PBS. We stand PBS. You know they do so much for us. And again, I watched. I turned on my little antenna and watched it at ten o'clock at night the other night, and it was really something. I mean, a beautiful way to end the night, frankly. Like we been watching a lot of tough shit with those documentary, all those shorts that we watched the other day. So this was <laughs> this is a real palate cleanser, I must say. Even though it's sort of like sort of sad at the same time, like something happens in it that's really upsetting um, and it happens so abruptly and i was like what like it's like but that's the point and it's yeah really yeah. terrific and like incredible filmmaking yeah i think the most extraordinary moment for me is that that scene um where the kid is uh, the kid he follows very briefly is at a basketball game and he cheers something and then he slows that down and then uses the sound of that slowed down cheering to like score other things happening and it mm-hmm. just like it I don't I don't know exactly what that was intended to be but for me it felt like this this inc- insane like examination in that moment of like fury and like danger and the this is like unsureness of 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 that life I don't know that really I thought that was so effective It's incredible Yeah um the next one is a movie that um nearly killed both of us um Minding the Gap which I did not see coming i turned that on on a normal day put on Mahulu, said all right i'll watch this i'm sure very nice documentary about skateboarding you know um i've had a lot of skateboarding in 2018 i love skate kitchen i certainly all i'm sure i'll love it more than mid 90s how could i possibly love it more than skate kitchen and then i spent the the last half hour of it crying so hard that i needed to be sedated fully it was it this fucking documentary ruined my life and everyone should watch it if it doesn't win i'll fucking kill someone and it has to win right like it's like my god i mean this is the sort of thing i as we discussed many times in this little series we're doing like i keep my own rankings i'm very very thorough in like keeping a log of all the movies i watch each year and make my own oscar ballot i don't include documentaries in like the quote-unquote running for best film because it just like their documentaries documentaries are doing different things in my, in my mind than a, than a live action feature length film that's but, crazy because documentaries uh, a documentary at least makes my list every single year that's fascinating anyway go ahead i'm sorry but no no so it's just like i truly do think minding the gap is the best film full stop of 2018 like it's like i was so impressed by it. It is so well done. I almost don't want to go into it because I also watched it thinking like, oh, this will be a fun movie about skateboarding. And I heard it's feelsy, but I don't really know in what way. And then it is it like, I won't go into detail because I do think it, there's a big surprise factor in the in the turns yeah. it takes. But like in this year where we had so many films trying to explore toxic masculinity and really failing at it, like mid-90s. Mid-90s! Yeah, like, this movie is the best depiction, uh, or exploration, I should say, not depiction. Yeah. Exploration of toxic masculinity, and, I mean, my, In it's, culture right now for, like, millennials, It is so, it's so good. Everybody should watch it. It is necessary viewing. <laughs> it's fucking, it's a masterpiece. It's directed by Bing Liu, um, who, it's, who's in the documentary as well. He basically, the, the idea that you could as a kid who just like liked to film things and there's there's always that kid oddly enough in a group of skateboarders who likes wants to film everything and just like 
you know, just so you can look back at your old tricks and shit. And for that kid to become an adult and take all of this footage that he has built up for so many years and create and un, like be able to examine him and his life and like emotional state as a child and an adult and that of a, his friends through this idea of skateboarding is so incredible. It is everything that mid nineties tried to do, but a thousand times better. I cannot fucking believe we spent a minute talking about mid nineties when this existed. I cannot believe we had to spend any time talking about mid nineties when this and skate kitchen literally came out last year and did the fucking business and did it smartly and like beautifully and with great filmmaking and good like subjects. It's insane to me. Jonah Hill can eat a fucking dick. I hate him. Like, <laughs> like I'm so angry for this on this film's behalf that like nobody really talked about it until it got nominated for shit. And like, I feel like people aren't going to watch it and truly it should be required viewing for every human in America. That's no. Yeah. Stuff. It's really just necessary. Like, there's no other way of, of um, getting like I. This is shows where, where my mind where my mind is like. It's 2019. I'm already thinking so much about like how will I um, th- like reflect on the decade in the film and like yeah. wh- instead of doing like a top ten of the decade, which is a stupid <laughs> list, I like to do like what films it's important to remember ten years from now or something like that. And this is yeah. one where I'm like you like this is important. Like this is this and fucking Moonlight. That's all I want to talk about. That's we're done. <laughs> Those That's are the only two, only two good movies that come out. In the 2010s, yeah. um, no, it's um, and Aquaman and Aquaman, yes, and uh, of course that's a given. It's a given. Um, it doesn't need to be said that Aquaman is actually the best film of all time. Um, but um, no, so it's just this is it's really it's incredible, and I hope everybody watches it. I think it's so important, and also just as a quick little fun aside, Big Lou has been involved in so many great like or not great, but like interesting films as like first assistants and, and camera operators like he was a camera operator on jupiter ascending um <laughs> the, which, the greatest piece of shit of all time which weirdly makes sense because that movie has a weird amount of like hovercraft skateboarding but <laughs> <laughs> it does like it makes sense he was also and he was involved in um they're Sensei. rocket skates please get them right <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i that that movie is is a trip we will do our deep dive obviously much of our decade retrospective will be about jupiter's ending yeah i'm uh, just gonna do my stand-up routine about just that's like just me describing the plot of that movie <laughs> the bees Be, the bees, bees get royalty bees, they, bees sense they know royalty. when royalty is near um, anyway <laughs> yeah anyway bing lu if he doesn't win this i'm i'm gonna go to the academy's house I'm going to tear it down. That's it. <laughs> We're starting trouble. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start some shit. I'm going to beat some people up. Fuck. You know what? I'm learning all the wrong lessons from it. Yeah. It's um, like, <laughs> we really misinterpreted Minding the Gap. <laughs> <laughs> really big time. Um, yeah. That's the greatest movie of all time. Get into it. Um, the next one, <laughs> I feel bad for the next two. Um, the next one is Of Fathers and Sons, which is a tough fucking watch. It is about... Um, well, it's about uh, a, a filmmaker who grew up in Afghanistan. He goes back and b- basically infiltrates this family of of um, Al Qaeda members um, and sees the way one adult guy, Al Qaeda member, um, 
basically raises his children and trains them to be the next generation of, of like members of, of the group. And it's, uh, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. Oh, I I mean, my God, like, it's like, this is another one where I did not know the, I knew nothing about this one before pressing play. I mean, like literally I had never even heard of it until it was announced as the nomination. I follow the documentary race closely, but not too closely. And I do, this was like a surprise nomination. And yeah, I had tickets for it, and then the the screening got changed, and I couldn't go. And I was like, "Ah, shit! I really wanted to see that," which is insane. Like, I, this is tells you how much I like documentaries. That I was like, "I want to see that one," um, <laughs> like this, and mine, and not even mine, and uh, and uh, Hale County were the two I chose were the ones I hadn't seen. I was like, "These sound depressing. Let's watch this." Um, and yeah, it's chilling from the beginning, and then gets more upsetting as it goes on. And it just is like. The way, you know, it's like, I kept thinking of, like, this is what Vice wants to do but has no understanding of how to do it. Even though they're they're about very different things, like, it isn't about, it's clearly an indictment of, like, America's, what America did in the Middle East in the last 20 years, basically. Right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, fully. And, I mean, talk about... <laughs> I, I guess you would say subtle. Like, it's, like, a very subtle exploration of it. There's, like, barely any voiceover. Um, and I think that speaks to his powers as a filmmaker and also just the power of what he's capturing. This yeah. is not, like, a pleasant watch, and I truly, like, would never, ever want to return. It, 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 honestly, halfway through, I was kind of, like, like I wanted to stop watching, not because it's a bad film, but just because I was, like, oh, my God. Like, it's, like... It's so upsetting. I, like... I, yeah, I was actually I had the on the same laptop, reaction. And I, yeah. and, like, I accidentally, like, move my cursor over the screen so like the time left came up and i was like there's an hour left i mean it's just like at some point it's almost like punishingly disturbing but it's really it's important it's the sort of thing you know if you want a fuller context of what like what you said what vice is trying to explore you should watch it because this is actually like a doing something interesting and like telling the story in a way it hasn't been told before yeah, it does. It's it's interesting. I feel like we've been examining examining Iraq and Afghanistan and like uh, everything post nine eleven for so long now, and yet this feels like a whole new perspective, and one that feels like a about the past, but b about like the future we've wrought as well. Which is, I think, the thing that's most disturbing and and sort of thought provoking about it is that like it just it, like it's so straightforward in what it's showing of like, this is, this is not this idea of like a, a simple problem that can be solved at some point. I don't know if there's a solution. There's a part where one of the, um, where the, one the subject basically talks about like the f- signs of the apocalypse. And I'm like, yeah, no, he's right. This is it. We, we did it. We're, we, we started, we kicked it off. Like we were the for- first horseman. It's horrible. Yeah. It's a, it is a rough, fucking watch oh my god yeah i wouldn't again i think this would totally deserve to win mining the gap is the greatest film of all time but this and free solo are both completely deserving to me and i i'm i'm you know all of these are deserving but yeah this one is i don't i don't know a lot of people i i think the thing against it is that i bet i bet you a lot of people won't get through it because i almost was like felt the same way i almost turned it off and i kept checking the time being like, when can I get out of this? This is so horrible. I can't be here anymore. Yeah, I was planning on watching it the same night that I wa- that I was gonna I was gonna watch Hell County, and I was like, nope. Like I'm like, nope. I cannot do this again. 
No. Um, they're no. very different subjects, obviously, but just, like, you don't want to watch anything but, like, a comedy after, yeah. after watching this. And even that was kind of, like, oof, like, this is in the back of my head. But it's, yeah. it's if you are a fan of documentary filmmaking, filmmaking or just journalism, honestly, like, yes. watch it. Yes, yeah. It is, it is great journalism. Honestly, it's incredible. The access this guy gets is in-fucking-sane. Um. The final nominee is a much lighter. <laughs> oh, thank God! Way We're ending on a high, on like a light note. Yeah, is um, RBG, um, which is you know just a, it's a cute documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and there are times when I wanted it to be a little more um, dig into the cases more, but but that's because I deal in election law a lot, and I I'm like kind of a law hound, and I'm sure that would be really boring for everyone else. Um, like I wanted to hear more from her about her strategy decisions in the way that the film implies that all of her choices as a judge were strategy like part of a, a larger strategy um but it's it's a very good film i think god forbid after she is dead and gone it'll be a wonderful uh testament to who she was yeah it will be um i i was worried about watching this one and to set it up just like um uh, because i think this needs it needs to be qualified like I do not like documentaries, like I said before, that just kind of like go through someone's Wikipedia page and celebrate them. And it's not that I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg should not be celebrated, but I just like, it's sort of thing. I already respect her and love her as a figure. So it's like, if I'm watching 90 minutes of someone else doing it, I'm kind of like, okay, like, I know. But um, mm-hmm. this film, for it's clearly made, clearly made by people who genuinely love her as a figure and are inspired by her. But it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like that like the way and it, just to bring it in now like the way won't you be my neighbor does it's like it cl- very clearly um is about like hey this is her story this is why she's so beloved mm-hmm. but like just in, in a way that it's more subtle and in a way that is more truly yeah. respectful more than adoring which i think is the tone to take and right well it, it makes the room to criticize her in a way that film doesn't um like you know they mention not to move again not to move off of rbg but i I sort of have to um the problem with won't you be my neighbor there's that moment where like one of the other cast members is like oh yeah i was you know he knew i was gay but was like not very supportive of that like there should be more criticism there and more examination but it's just sort of blown over and and eventually the guy's just like oh well eventually he accepted me but like i don't want quite that but like this one actually deals with like has someone say like she should not have said that. That is not what a judge should be doing. And it's right. not wrong. It's not wrong. No, that is a good point. Um, and, like, a, that's, a, that's one of the better moments in it. And also just, like, it's something that truly takes into account, like, you know, there's a whole discussion um, that I don't necessarily agree with about, like, the memification of politics and the way mm-hmm. our Ruth Bader Ginsburg has become a, a meme, quote-unquote. And I think that yeah. conversation is very simple and I think tends to be very misogynistic. But, um, and so I don't like to get involved. I don't, I don't agree with that sentiment, but I like the way the film explores that. Like it genuinely is about like, yeah, she's kind of a meme, but what does that mean? Like she's a, she's a figure and a person. And like, there's that great scene where, she, where she watches Kate McKinnon play her on SNL. Oh, I love it. It's so lovely. And it's like, it's funny cause it is both very, like it's a cute scene, but also it does speak to the fact that it's like, we all have some understanding of her that is so far removed from who yeah. she actually is. 
It's and also I a great that. payoff because the whole film, everybody in her life, like her family and friends and everybody talks about like how serious she is. And like, I think her daughter or someone at some point says like, I don't remember her ever laughing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like basically ever. And then there at the end of the film is this like this truly like full laugh about someone playing her on TV. It's so lovely. And like Kate McKinnon is such a fucking icon in that role. It's like. I think about I think about that scene where she takes a bunch of Metamucil or whatever, like puts the powder in her throat, and like like all the time. It's so funny to me. So we all talk about how Kate McKinnon like defined the role of Hillary. She really defines Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That is her abs- best character. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and yeah, like I think the the one of the best things about it is just or like the thing you're right about the the memification thing. Like the thing is, she is a cultural icon and that's not a bad thing. It's important to a lot of people, particularly women. Like I saw it in a theater and there was a man, it was at an Alamo so you could eat food during it. And there was a girl next to me who I didn't know. And at the very beginning, her and I could both tell we were getting emotional, like for no reason, just like at being in this moment. And like, we sort of looked at each other and acknowledged that. And we're like, okay, we can, we are both crying here, but we can move on. And then there was this guy next to me on the other side who neither of us knew who was eating a salad as I truly as loudly as possible. Like he didn't have to scrape every morsel of that goddamn salad out of that bowl. But like in that moment, it made me think like, you know what? I wish this were a women only, like there were women only screenings of this because she means a lot to so many people. And again, like women of this age, they just, she is an icon. She is an icon. So it's good to see that acknowledged, but also sort of to question that in very different ways. No, yeah, it's um, that's a good point, honestly, about just like, and also why I, I only eat popcorn during um, action movies because I am so subconscious about how loud, yeah. I, loud I am eating. But no, um, I completely agree. I think it is a very thorough examination of her. It's not my pick to win just because like, minding, it's not minding the gap and that's yeah. it's an unfair criticism of any movie, but... Mind the gap's like a masterpiece, but you know I wouldn't hate this win. I kind of think it might win. Like, yeah, I wouldn't. I it would it would feel like a win for like women and also just like a fuck you, you know? Yeah, and just like she's so in the zeitgeist right now, and yeah. that's half the Oscar race. So like, <laughs> um, but you know, really great. And honestly, like I feel like on the basis of sex was so quickly forgotten in this Oscar season. And not that I think it should be showing up anywhere because as as much as I enjoyed it, it's not really quite like a end yeah. of the year best of film. But, you know, they make great companion films. They're really... It they was do. A good year. It's a pleasant Sunday afternoon watch, the both of them. I, I, and, you know, one of them is about the, the brass tacks and the other one is about what a sexy fucking marriage Ruth Gator Binsberg and Marty <laughs> Marty Ginsburg had. Um, <laughs> they were hot. That's the, that's the discovery of that movie. They were hot. They were the couple of, of film in 2018. Um, so we are definitely going to talk about um, the things that are we would have nominated instead or, or just other options because there aren't actually any – I don't know if I'd switch any of these out, honestly. Um I might switch out Hale County, but I think it's doing something important and it's very beautiful. So I, even I hesitate to that to do that. But usually this is your section because I'm irresponsible and don't do any of this because I don't I don't actually care um, that much. <laughs> like I, I just I can't I can't even put that much thought into it. It's like you're a hero for doing it. But <laughs> I love documentaries. I love documentaries so much that when I first got Netflix, I basically only watched got Netflix or um, documentaries, and then it started to only um, suggest documentaries to me, and I was like, why is this doing this? Um, and then I realized, because I watched 
I watch hundreds of documentaries a year. Um, I spent 2016 watching every 30 for 30 made by ESPN ever made, like in a three month period. That's amazing. It was rough. It was insane. Like I did it and then I was like, this is unhealthy. Um, but yeah, I have a bunch of things I would have nominated possibly instead. I think like I thought won't you neighbor won't you be my neighbor was going to get nominated, but I'm glad it didn't because I Same. think it's ultimately flawed and not that emotional and pretty pretty cloying and not as ex- deeply examining things as much as it should. Another one is They Shall Not Grow Old, which I think I mean, I think it technically came out in 2018. It's a blurry line. It's playing a lot now. It's Peter Jackson basically colorizing and recutting um, war footage from World War One, which there are some ethical problems. I won't I won't deny that it might be really tasteless to do it, um, but it it's very good as a documentary. Um, and like, I don't know, important to realize that like World War One was like a hundred years ago now, which is I just that's insane. I. I knew it would had to happen at some point, but it's just insane to me that that's true. And it's a very good picture of like what it would be like to be a soldier in that time and a, a feat of editing and film restoration, uh, restoration. And I, that's very important to me. So, um, and then the last one I'm going to mention for now, and then I'll have some more later, but I want you to talk for a minute is on her shoulders, which is a movie about a woman who was, um, taken into like basically kidnapped by Al Qaeda, um, or ISIS. I'm sorry. Um, and then escaped and then became the UN ambassador for refugees in, in the world, which is incredible. And she's like 27, um, which is insane. And it's very good. It's a, it's a tough watch as well. Cause it's about sexual abuse and also refugees and also like, it, there's so much wrapped up into it. It's almost incredible, but it's a very good film. Um, and everybody should watch it. Um, how, what are your picks for other things that should have gone in there? Because I think we might have some similar ones. Yeah, so I just want to say, first of all, like, as somebody who typically struggles with seeing documentaries because I live in suburban New Jersey, as I mentioned so many times, and um, <laughs> it's like my options are basically limited to whatever plays in an AMC, and I've started mm-hmm. recently, since I'm now a working man, <laughs> um, I have the money to go into the city on weekends to see art systems that I don't usually have access to, but I just like documentaries are hard to fit in. They're not usually my priority and it's hard mm-hmm. to get people to go with you. But um, like this year in my local freehold AMC, um, like they played four of the four major documentaries. I got free solo RBG, um, won't you be my neighbor and three identical strangers in yeah. my local cinema. That's amazing. So it's, and they, all those movies made good money. Like it's like, this is a really great year for documentaries um and just it's like tr- it is it really is one of the best i can ever remember i just love the fact that we have this now like it's like yeah. that like documentaries are kind of having this moment and i hope it continues um especially since out of sundance a lot of the documentaries that were being discussed sound really f- fantastic yeah. um but to go off the, the only one that i think truly i would have nominated even though it's so close because it's such a good year um, I love Three Identical Strangers. I think it's one of the less polished documentaries. Like, it's hard to, it, it's very hard to compare what it's doing versus what, like, Hale County's doing. But um, in terms of just mm. sheer entertainment, to, like, to tie back into what I was saying about, like, that we got these movies in my local theater, like, 
there's a reason for that with Three Nicholas Strangers, at least. It's so entertaining and it's so fascinating. And it's the sort of thing that, like, I've never seen an audience get so wrapped up in something like this. And I know CNN just aired it um, a few weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, and it, it'll be on Hulu within, like, a month or two, I believe. Um, oh, man, so, I can't wait to rewatch it. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. It's It's fantastic. And... You know, they're making it a live-action film, or at least they have the rights to. I don't know if they actually will. Um, you don't need that. It is such an accessible mm-hmm. documentary, and it's pretty brief. Like, just watch it. It is it is such a good story. Yeah. No, you're right. Accessible is the right word because it's a great story, and it's told in a very, like, compelling way that's, like, punchy and, and energetic. And, and it, it, does, it does lack a bit of polish. There are moments, like, where it just – it does get a little too wrapped in – wrapped up in how charming these two these three guys are um but it is the story it is telling is so incredible and the big thing that we're not talking about because it's such a big moment um in the film and we we did the same thing when it first came out is so insane and i think about it all the time the only reason i would want a live action thing is to get put some pressure on the government you know what i mean no yeah Um, fully like that is a good a good call. We have to do it for for social justice reasons. Yeah, move up that date, y'all. I could be dead before then. Um, <laughs> if you if you've seen it, you know what we mean. And if you haven't, go watch it. Yeah, realistically, we could all be dead. Look at those, you know, all the reports about it, like how long the Earth has to live. Um, yeah. That's why I'm not buying have... a house, everybody, because we're gonna exactly. That's how I like, I get a down payment. We'll be dead. That's the only one that I would like very seriously switch out with Hale County. Um, although actually, I mean, I, I kind of would back all of these. Um, but the other two that I did want to mention very quickly are both sort of about like the star about fame and celebrity. And one of them is McQueen, which is a masterpiece. I've watched it once I've twice now because it came on Amazon prime and everybody should watch it on there. And it is gorgeous filmmaking and tells you so much about the fashion, but also is very personal, um, while also being very critical, of its subject um it, but it also has all this access and all these old videos that like steve Mc- or um steve McQueen, um alexander mcqueen and his friends would have filmed at the time so it's it's gorgeous filmmaking and it's got this incredible score that is basically a symphony um written about alexander mcqueen which is wild um and it's there's so much in there about like women and fashion and depression and queerness it's phenomenal it's a really good film watch it on amazon prime and then the other one is whitney um which is the whitney houston documentary which is literally the trailer is so good i watch it over and over again like even now um it is about whitney houston it's great it's got incredible sound work um it's from my mind the best thing we're gonna get about whitney houston while all of the people who are involved are still alive i think we might get another kind of thing after her mother dies, which um, I want to watch that. I'll tell you that. But it explores her career and the possible, the rumors of homosexuality and, and everything. So, or bisexuality, actually. Um, it's very good. It's, I, I, I think about it a lot. Like, I, I judge it, um, I judge documentaries on how, like, how much I think about them afterwards and, I think, like, Whitney came out in, like, July, and I think about it all the time still. Um, That's another one that that played at my theater, and I couldn't see it because I was away that weekend. And I'm so upset because I'm a huge Whitney Houston fan, and I should have watched that before the end of the year. uh, In your defense, the release schedule was fucked. 
Honestly. No, yeah, it was the sort of thing, and this is just any suburban theater, where it's like, they're not going to play documentary for long, so you have to jump on the chance. And it was like, yeah. I was not in town that weekend. that it was like, sorry, like, this movie doesn't exist anymore. It barely played in the city. It was bizarre. I, thank God I saw it the one weekend I, I went, because it basically disappeared two weeks later. It was so weird. Um, but yeah, see that now? It's, it's you know, you can spend two ninety nine or whatever and watch it. It's great. Um, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, I think that's good. Watch right. Mind in the Gap. Oh, girl, watch Mind in the fucking Gap, you losers. I want to buy it on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that was the documentary features. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, or a couple days, actually, um, with the big categories, as they are, acting and directing and, and picture. Um, and, yeah, the the... The award should be in less in about a week, so you know, listen to that. We're we're in the home stretch, people. Uh, all right, thanks for listening.